This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about anything you want, from the political to the personal. This is Luther. And Derek J. On, <laughs> on a very special edition of Free Talk Live. Um, Ian is obviously in jail still, and Mark is out tonight. So Derek and I are hosting it up. We take it over! <laughs> it's like some kids broke into this studio, turned on the mics... <laughs> And just let things fly. So, uh, Derek, uh, you want to talk have, about something? Something pretty important happened today, well, right? Well, yes, I have some pretty exciting news. Don't Ask, Don't Tell formally ends. Uh, it's not like everyone was following this law anyway. Right. But, um, yeah, the, there has been folks who have been openly gay in the military, um, but... Now this makes it uniform that it is okay for folks to be openly gay out in the military. It finally ended today. Uh, this article comes from the Guardian uh, UK, mm-hmm. and uh, just goes through the, a little bit of uh, backstory that this is an 18-year-old law. A lot of folks probably don't realize that "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" has been around for a while. I know I didn't realize that this was something Clinton did in '93. A lot of folks were saying it was a uh, compromise of toward equality because before people weren't allowed to openly serve like that was something they wanted to do right i, I can't imagine like that has any kind of factor really on whether you you're a good soldier or not well it's kind of hard for me just as uh thinking about this as an employer employee relationship mm-hmm. like these guys are supposed to be working basically 24 hours a day you you're employed 24 hours a day by the federal government sure and so there's no real room for uh discussions about your significant others or discussions or or even having conjugal visits or whatever you would call it uh when you're in the service right right there's there's no time for that you're supposed to be working (laughs) so uh well now folks are allowed to be open about it and they're not going to get kicked out and i think the the most horrible part of this is that 13,000 gay men and lesbians have been discharged uh, after their sexual orientation was revealed. But, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's... And, and this is over the course of how many years, would you say? Uh, well, since 93. Since 93, yeah, okay, so yeah. It's so 18 so years. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I, I would say that's not that many. In in my estimation, I would think, wouldn't there be a lot more gay people serving? So it'll be interesting to see what kind of statistics we get about how many gay people serve um, now that they're allowed to collect that sort of data because pe- people can be open about it. Sure. But I'm expecting that there won't be very many gay people in the military anyway. I, I don't know if it's just me projecting my own views onto what other gay people think, but I, I don't see it as like a... Uh, utopia for for the the for fags the and the the lover loving and why is that is it just the uh the generally masculine you know very hedonistic uh attitude that soldiers might have or i don't that know you think something like the army might attract people to that, <laughs> well or? i would like to see how the gays in the military <clears throat> think of themselves as uh like are there more bears in the military or seals <laughs> yeah i know they have navy seals so i'm just wondering if there's there's any uh sort of sexuality that goes into that like the the military has exclusively bears 
or because I don't I don't think there are too many like what, what fancy a, fairies running around. Okay, in, uh, so uh, polite terms. Yeah, well, a, a bear is uh, like a muscular, big guy that's usually real hairy and and has the persona of like one who bites down on bullets and <laughs> smokes cigars <laughs> and that that sort of thing. Okay, so I. I'm thinking that's mostly who's in the military right now, if at all, you know, if if they're serving. But I, who knows? Maybe this will change the type of people who decide to join the military. If uh, if I knew that I could go and be surrounded by a bunch of men who are going to be changing in front of me, and this is sort of my job, <laughs> I mean, this looks a little more attractive, right? Sure, sure. Well, there's also that potential of death, though. I mean, uh, you could be sent overseas. You never know where they're going to send you. I mean, if you're in the military... Uh, even if you're like a computer or a communications expert, they might just th- put a gun in your hand and send you to some foreign nation and get shot at. Right. And I do say those things jokingly because, of course, I wouldn't recommend to anyone, gay or straight or whatever you are, do not join the military, uh, not only for your own safety, but because you're being paid by people who don't necessarily want to pay you i I can speak for myself i don't want to pay for anyone in the military yet i am extorted to pay for those who do serve right it's not an option don't do it um just because you the way you're paid is is just kind of underhanded sure um you you could definitely protect someone else if, if that's some just in you that you feel like you want to protect people but that's that's not the way to do it now now can we get to the root of uh what is obviously a homophobic policy to begin with, you know, what, what do you feel is the, the issue for people who, want, who wanted to enforce Don't Ask, Don't Tell or who didn't want gays in the military anyway? Like the old, this man's army was the old saying. Well, the thing they always said about it was that it was for morale, right? They didn't want the uh, troop, like, alignments. You know, I know nothing about the military, but uh, mm-hmm. from what I heard, they were concerned that um, in battle, the troops would get nervous or something by being next to someone who they knew is gay or they I, I don't know maybe they would feel like they need to protect someone more than others either the straight person or the gay person do you think maybe like if you were a straight person and you knew there was a gay guy in your platoon and you know he saved your life or something how would that would that maybe make you feel less manly, emasculated in some way? Uh, well, you, I mean, if you're raised in that culture, yeah. I, and a lot of the folks, I, I'm generalizing here. This is sure, a shame, sure. but a lot of the folks the, who I've seen join the military are raised in that sort of background where they um, look down on gay people or just are uncomfortable around them. And I, I don't know. I I would think that um, they would just be afraid of being hit on. That's that's really what they're trying <laughs> to protect the themselves from. Is that the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, I think I think that's flattering personally. Whether I'm hit on by a woman or a man, like even if I don't want to, even if I'm not uh, reciprocating the attraction, you know, I'm still like, yeah, yeah, well, I'll look good. <laughs> Luther, I think normal people are flattered when they're hit on, but yeah. they, we're we're talking about psychopaths here. And sure, sure, yeah, they they join this voluntarily to go kill the brown folks. Right. Well, there's just nothing cute about being in the military. I, I, just from my perspective, if if folks are like, oh, yay, I can openly serve now, I, I just want you to take a second thought of, of <laughs> what you're getting yourself into because there's nothing cute about it. 
Um, well, being surrounded by a bunch of well, half-naked men, that, that's good, but you can you, do that other places. <laughs> don't you think that our troops are uh, protecting our freedoms? Whose isn't troops? That, isn't that what they're doing? They're not mine. I didn't ask anybody to go to some foreign country or even this this geographical region to protect me. I'll I'll pay for my own protection services sure um i would rather not be extorted well, do, you, do you think going over to other, other countries is protecting our freedoms anyway no i come on I, <laughs> this is no there's no way that violence is going to create the world of peace that i want to see so i i wouldn't put any of my money toward um people being violent i that's just not the kind of world i want to live in sure, so. sure sure and I, I i agree with you obviously i'm just playing devil's advocate uh, but I hear this argument a lot, and actually, I, I lost a friend on Facebook, which, ooh, big deal, it's just Facebook, but uh, it was kind of s- silly because she asked the question, when does free speech become, uh, uh, when do you become a traitor, you know, for free speech? How so? Uh, if you speak out against the government, and I said, never, because I don't know allegiance to the Constitution, I never right. signed it. I don't know allegiance to these strangers I've never met down in Washington. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you yeah. have and no she got, contract she got with re- them. she very upset with me, and I think part of it is because her husband, who is my friend, or was my friend, uh, we were in a band together, actually, uh, is in the Navy. And I think that's a big part of why she's upset with me over this, Ooh. is because he, and she's off defending my freedoms, apparently. She's in the Navy? No, he is. Okay, the Navy's pretty gay, so she should be concerned about her <laughs> husband. <laughs> that's... You know, just what I hear from the village people. But hey, they, you can sail the seven seas and you can put your mind at ease in the Navy. You know what they're talking about, folks. 855-450-3733. That's the number. Call in. Talk about uh, how you feel about the military, how you feel about gays in the military, how you feel about our freedoms, whether troops are protecting or not. This is Free Talk Live. We'll be right back. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's a toll-free number. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. This is Luther. And Derek J. And we are talking about the end of an era. The end of a... uh, Indeed. A a truly despicable era. Just uh, the end of don't ask, don't tell in the military. It's kind of exciting, even though I don't want gays serving in the military. I don't want anyone serving in the military, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice that as an employer, the the federal government has gotten to be... Realistic? Yeah, a little more equal. (laughs) uh, Just, yeah, caught up with 2011. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century. Um. I just don't understand it. I mean, like if if you're if you're willing to de- defend your country, like it, let's let's pretend I was a nationalist and I loved America and I got a hard on okay. every time I saw the the stars and stripes and a bald uh-huh. eagle. Uh-huh. Um, okay, 
Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and let's pretend, you know, it's okay. So, like, wouldn't you want everybody, you know, to work towards that goal of defending it? Like, would why would you, you want, would to want everyone choose? to be in the military? You mean? Well, well, some people do advocate that. What? But yeah, like like uh, Sparta back in the day. Okay, they, yeah, Sparta. I think Switzerland, where, Israel, some countries do that with their people, sure, right? Sure, like, sure. Mandatory and, enlistment. And what they ask, yeah, is mandatory enlistment. As soon as you turn eighteen, you have to serve X amount of years in the military, and then you're free to be a citizen. I think that's like the definition of asking a lot. I mean. Okay, put your life at risk for this group of people who, you know, you never signed some contract with. If, if just by virtue of you being born in one certain geographical location makes you, um, ha- you have to follow their rules. Bound I mean, to them, yeah, basically. Right, exactly. That's sure, that's asking sure. a lot. Well, I think things like this make more sense in a in a smaller society like a hunter gatherer or like a very, uh, uh. I don't want to use the word primitive, but a, a less industrialized uh, agricultural society, you know, where your survival depends on your neighbors and yeah. your family, then I can, I guess it makes a little more sense to be more involved with your community. Whereas in an industrialized uh, society uh, where everything is specialized, every possible uh, uh, position in the marketplace is specialized from computers. Programmers to radio hosts to cooks to well, to the military. Yeah, but I don't know how you mandate that someone serves uh, another person by joining a military force. All you can do is shoot them in the back as they run away. You, I mean, you can't force someone to be interested in actually pointing the gun in the right direction, right? Sure, sure. And there have been studies that people who are you don't necessarily want to be there will just sh- sh- intentionally not shoot at people. They'll just pull the trigger. Yeah, they'll just, like, shoot rocks and stuff? Well, no, no. They'll, they'll shoot, like, in the general area, but they won't intentionally hit anybody because that's terrifying to take another human's life. I'm I mean, sh- that's got to you know, be traumatizing. Now that you bring it up, I'm sure there have been many who have served the military who have have really only just shot at the sky but because they didn't want to kill anybody and i i, I think that's noble of them so sure props sure. to you but i uh, but then again i mean it, it back when they had the draft if you were forced into this type of situation and it was a kill or be killed situation that's got to well, be just as disturbing i mean uh they used to call it shell shock and then they called it something else and now they call it post-traumatic stress you know basically they just keep adding syllables onto it uh, making it more sound more complicated than it actually is i think the draft changes everything about the scenario i mean i did say earlier that you can't mandate that someone be interested in pointing in the right direction Mm -hmm. i do kind of have to eat my words because if you just draft someone and then drop them off in vietnam while there's a war going on i'm sure they're going to be interested in protecting their own lives so sure sure yeah it's kind of like a lab rat experiment Let's just see what happens when would we they throw be these more, people. Would they be more interested in uh, avoiding the conflict altogether as opposed no, well, to going out and killing some uh, some Asian guy or some well, brown person or whoever the they are this time? It, you it know? depends because you okay as a like a lab rat human who's just being relocated to Vietnam, you can't just be like, hey guys, let's figure this out. Let's let's just talk it out and we'll we'll solve this thing nonviolently, right? Sure. There's, I mean. Especially, well, there's some language barriers. There's also cultural people barri- who are shooting barriers. at you, and you don't know who your yeah, friends and enemies are. Yeah. The, 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 uh, if you're at war already, the, the point of talking is over. But you know, now that now that you mention it, and having this come off the heels of the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" uh, formally ending, I am curious to see 
if an increased number of the gays, first of all, if there is an increased number of uh, gays serving in the military, and then also if that helps to uh, diminish the number of casualties, like maybe there could be some new approaches to the way we wage war in uh, you know the the modern world. Maybe we can just hold hands around a country and and just make human well, barriers. If, and if you want to change songs, <laughs> if you want to change war, you got to change the warrior. Uh, well, yeah, that's so, how the saying goes. Uh, new gay military. I think that should be the new step, right? Just all gay military. Let's yeah. Just- yeah. Maybe they could have new propaganda commercials like they do. <laughs> the military is fabulous. I think that would work. I mean, yeah. just promote it on Bravo and Logo, all those other gay channels. <laughs> the the gays will step right into it. Just just put it to the beat of our drum. Really? Oh yeah, I I could see that but, happening. But do you really want gays signing up for the military? Well, now I do. I'm I'm starting to think of new approaches, the nonviolent approaches to waging war, which is you know just oh, holding okay. hands and singing songs. Yeah. We, we can do that. Okay. Uh, I don't see how that's necessarily going to win a war. Like, if someone's attacking you, you do have to defend yourself, right? I I don't think so. I, okay, so I really don't think so, and I'm I know I'm going to catch flack for that, but I I do think the the way to win any war is to just simply endure. So if if that means that you die because you're not fighting back with violence. I, I kind of think that is the noble approach to take. As long as there's someone who will survive you, um, like if it's total human extinction, uh, then then no, you have to fight back. But um, if there's going to be someone to see your example and say, hey, that guy wasn't violent, that was a good way to uh, handle the situation, I think that's uh, admirable, then yeah, I think there will be other people to fill those shoes and and be nonviolent and then we'll see a more peaceful world okay okay yeah i personally myself i think that you should uh you know if someone's attacking you you should at least stand up for yourself in some manner you don't necessarily have to reciprocate with violence i think that should be a last resort uh the example i've always used is bugs bunny you know just mock them you know like oh yeah, yeah make them understand that they're being ridiculous really well, and it worked for me when i was in high school and i had to deal with bullies you know like i i just took all the the wind out of their sails and they left me alone i mean i don't know there's there's a lot to be said for different uh fighting styles right but some people just kind of I, I am rubber, you are glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you sort of thing where they sure. just kind of let it pass through them and um that sort of takes away some of the steam from the bullies. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think uh, fighting people with words it can be um, encouraging of violence. If, if mm. you're if you're a Bugs Bunny type character, well, I, I am one we to see think where that, that got Bugs Bunny, right? Well, I, yeah. Uh, he, he's always getting blown up. and Sure, sure. But then this means war. <laughs> well, he always won. So yeah, maybe that yeah. does mean well, something. Well, that's because he was able to outsmart his opponent. Not necessarily because <laughs> he was able to outblow them up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. He was not the most violent. Yep. 855-450-3733. Call in. Tell us uh, what's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This 
Bless Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Explaining the consequences of American interventionism around the This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's a SACL CAI toll-free number. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. This is Luther. And Derek J. And speaking of callers, we've got Brody from Utah on the line. Brody, are you with us? I am. All right, Brody. Hey, Brody. How are you doing tonight? Hey. Good. Uh, just so you know, I'm on Skype, so if I uh, start breaking up, I'll understand if you have to let me go. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to call and talk to you guys about nutrition. I don't think uh, you guys end up talking about nutrition too often. Yeah, that's true. And, I would uh, love to learn some things. Sure. What you got? So uh, I've learned some stuff recently, and I uh, wanted to throw some names out first and then tell my story, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, have you guys heard of a, a gentleman named Gary Taubes, T-A-U-B-E-S? No. No. All right, you can uh, you can look up his video on on uh, YouTube. Uh, have you heard of a gentleman named Dr. Miller? Uh, uh, no, I don't know. that's a pretty generic name. Who's <laughs> yeah? What's what's Dr. Miller's thing? I, I have to admit, I don't follow nu- nutrition that that often. So, okay, well, you might have heard of Dr. Miller. He he writes for Lou Rockwell. So if oh. you've uh, read Lou Rockwell at all, he's on there. Okay, and uh, this, this is kind of where I got a lot of my information. Anyway, and Gary Tobbs is a uh, he's a uh, uh, an award-winning scientist, and Dr. Miller is a professor of surgery. And uh, also, have you guys heard of the paleo, the paleo diet? Yes. yes. Oh, That's my gosh. It's very popular among freesaders up here in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I, think- I myself am a, uh, a carbivore and don't subscribe to it, but go right ahead. Oh, okay. I, I think uh, libertarians uh, in general are, are finding out more about this, uh, especially. Um, but uh, let me just tell you my background and why I'm, I'm so excited about this information I've come across, is about 18 years ago, I was down in Mexico doing a uh, volunteer work. And uh, I did some things and, and changed up some stuff. And uh, for the first time in my life, I was losing weight, and I ended up losing about uh, 60 pounds in six months. Whoa, congrats. And, uh, well, yeah, that was, that was great at that time. And uh, I was in the best shape I'd ever been in, and I wasn't hungry, and uh, I was doing fantastic. And then I came back to the States. And as soon as I got back, I started gaining weight. Hmm. And I've been gaining weight about, I've been gaining about five pounds a year for the last 18 years. And I could not figure out what it was I was doing wrong and that, that I'd done right down there. And, uh, and then I stumbled upon these guys, <clears throat> uh, the, uh, uh, Gary Tobbs and uh, Dr. Miller and the, uh, paleo diets. Okay. And, uh, what, what Gary Tobbs found out, if you watch the video, he also wrote a book is he did a seven-year study and uh, on nutrition and uh, found out, and also Dr. Miller, these stats come from 100 years ago, one out of 100 Americans were fat, and today it's 30% of the Americans are obese. Whoa. And it's not like uh, America 100 years ago was poor. America has been one of the richest places in the world for quite a while. 
Mm-hmm. So it wasn't because they were necessarily poor that they're, they're, uh, they were so thin uh, back then. Um, and anyways, what, what these two gentlemen found out uh, through their research and studies is that saturated fats are good for us, that animal fat is good for us, that uh, 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 tropical oils are good for us. But instead, what happened is uh, the government started interfering with diet and nutrition and made, uh, made some uh, decisions based on very shoddy studies. Uh, for example, the whole cholesterol thing was with a, where a scientist gave some rabbits cholesterol. Well, they're herbivores, so of course <laughs> cholesterol is very bad for them. But the government took that, that study and ran with it. Whereas right. if you give cholesterol to dogs, they, they do very well. And there's all this new information coming out about HDL cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, um, triglycerides. Um, that they talk about in this information. And anyways, the basic point is, is our ancestors, our, our grandparents, they ate much more natural, much more natural diet. And uh, today we have trans fats, which are, are the, uh, the oils that, that uh, most uh, fast food restaurants used to, to fry their food in. And a lot of packaged goods have it. Uh, there's corn syrup and everything, which is a sweetener, uh, sugar in a lot of packaged goods. Well, what, what's um, the paleo parents? recommendation for a sweetener? Uh, I was just uh, looking at that today, and it's uh, stevia is the is the probably the best. What is this called? Um, uh, stevia or stevia? Yeah, yeah stevia, oh. stevia. Okay. Yeah. Also, natural uh, local honey uh, or uh, molasses are, are good sweeteners. But you know, I I changed my diet a couple months ago. And just by watching what these guys uh, talked about, I just I completely changed my diet. I dropped all soda, all all sugary drinks. Do you have more energy uh, I, now? Do you have more energy? Yeah, I definitely have more energy. I okay. hear a lot of folks say and that. Yeah, I've I've been losing weight, and I'm full. I I eat I eat lots of meat, lots of uh, uh, vegetables. You can have fruit. Um, they say stay away from milk. Some people drink milk, uh, cheeses, dairy, you know, all pretty good for you, and. Uh, uh, but it's just, uh, and, and then also there's a, a movement as well, I'm sure you've heard of, of going to uh, grass-fed beef, grass-finished grass, grass finished beef. Yeah, a lot well, of people and, seem to like that. And it's very popular up here in New Hampshire, especially when where it's easy to get access to uh, ho- uh, locally grown beef. Uh, you know, you can right. go right to the farmer and buy it. Uh, there's right. not not as much restriction here up here. Yeah, and, and I here in Utah, I've, uh, I looked and I found a farm that sells grass-fed uh, beef and and, and also another thing, interesting thing I learned about is that, uh, you know, animal fat's really good for you, actually. They, they, he did a study where or he looked at uh, current uh, 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 hunter-gatherer societies and what they ate and how they, they lived and found that some of them ate up to 80% of their diet was fat and they have very low rates of, of heart, heart disease and very, very low weight. That's very and, interesting. Uh, it's it sounds like the the moral of the story is just don't eat crap, right? Is is that well, the basic gist? Because everyone uh, knows high uh, fructose corn syrup and all and all the sure, refined sure, sure. sugars are but crap. I, I hear a lot of people claiming that if you eat carbs, that you're not gonna that you're not gonna live it long. I've heard people even claim that carbs cause cancer and that cancer didn't exist before people eat ate carbs. Is is that your contention, Brody? Well, I mean, like you were saying, don't eat crap. But I think the problem with America. I mean, the problem I had is I didn't realize I was eating crap. I didn't. I uh, thought I was eating fairly healthy. I mean, I was having a couple sodas a day, 
maybe three sometimes. But you knew you better know? than well, that. You knew that your grandparents weren't eating that. Well, if you're talking about your I, ancestors I, from 10,000 years ago, you know the ones from 200 years ago didn't drink that. Well, the story... The problem is, is the, mis- the misinformation. In 1995, the, uh, in the mid-90s, the Heart Association came out and said, it's okay to eat all the sugar you want. Wow. Yeah, but people... <laughs> okay, well... Uh, you know better, though. I, I'd like to get well, back... I, I do now. Oh, okay. I, I'd like to get back to this idea that, uh, you know, a century ago we, we were eating less carbs, which is something I hear from a lot of people. Um, I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, Brody. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know about less carbs, but we were eating a lot less refined uh, flour. Sure, sure. And a lot was, uh, there was a lot less being manufactured. I mean, there, obviously refrigeration and preserving food uh, technology has come a long way in the last hundred years. Um, But the story I usually tell people who tell me not to eat carbs is that my great-grandmother, who's Italian, so right off the bat she's eating pasta, bread, and wine at almost every meal, lived to be 99 years old. Uh, And I'm not a thing... I'm not one of those that's, that, that's on the bandwagon saying don't eat carbs. Sure, I'm, sure. Yeah, I, and that's what it sounds like from talking to you. Well, no, I'm I'm saying don't eat trans fats. Yeah. Those are the partially hydrogenated oils, and the vegetable oils have a... They have a, all so, the unsaturated fats that aren't so, good for you. So, like, margarine? Um, I'm saying, yeah, don't eat margarine. Yeah. Uh, don't eat fried foods at restaurants. I'm also saying stay away from the refined flours. You know, if you're going to eat grains, eat whole grains. Right, and, right, and, yeah, yeah. And stay away from the white sugars. Uh, stay you know, as natural sugars. as possible, basically. Stay away from the bleach stuff. Stuff your grandparents would recognize as food. Is that the the basic gist? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sounds good to me. Well, they're... they're yeah, it's kind of hard because there's so much delicious food out there today. I, I don't know. Our grandparents didn't have access to Dunkin' Donuts, but if they did, I'm sure they would stop by and, and yeah. grab a treat. Yep. Yeah, well, but you know... Well, we gotta like go to. Saying, I mean, uh, we gotta go to break, Brody. Um, uh, oh, uh, but it, thanks for the call, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Uh, that was a very, actually a very informative call for yeah, me. Yeah, well, thanks for filling us in, Brody. Yeah, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. More coming up. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand, featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live, 603-435, or I'm sorry, uh, 855-450-3733. That's the toll-free number. Uh, Almost giving out the wrong number. don't give out your personal number. What are you doing? (laughs) Give me a call, baby. Let me know what you're doing tonight. Uh, This is Luther. And Derek J. And we just got done talking to Brody about nutrition. Um, Yeah, Brody had some good points about nutrition. I think that's important to keep in mind. I have a really unhealthy diet. Yeah, and he he said to keep away from trans fats. And uh, we we talked about this briefly over the the break that uh, margarine was actually created during World War II as a butter substitute because all the the dairy product was being used by the, the government. 
I don't trust it. I don't know. Margin's uh, just a little funky it's, to it, me. As a cook, Spread's it's a, better, but still. A, as a cook, it's a poor substitute for butter. Fat is flavor, and you want to put butter in whatever you're cooking because it'll taste better. Yeah, I, I really, I guess the only reason people use margarine is because it's cheaper. I, I love butter. I, I don't know uh, anyone who's just like, oh, yeah, butter stinks. Really? You just That's... eat it by the stick? Is yeah. That... <laughs> oh, yeah. Dip no, it no, in no. some mayonnaise, I maybe? Just use, I just use an excessive amount when I'm making grilled cheeses and stuff like that. You oh, know, yeah, it's just yeah. Like... It's better than having a burnt grilled cheese. Well, it's, it's not I just what keeps it I think everybody can agree with that. It's not just what keeps it from being burnt, but I, I, I even don't mind if my grilled cheese is like a little soggy from all the butter. <laughs> it's, sure, it's like sure, sure. Just dripping as I... Sure. As, yeah, uh, well, when I... I took an anthropology class when I briefly went to college, and we learned that uh, foods that taste good are things that your body uh, needs anyway, like sodium. Your body needs sodium, so it craves it. Uh, fats taste good. So, and, uh, you know, if if you buy into the idea that uh, hunter-gatherer societies is subsidized off of uh, fats— you know, it's their body telling them that they need this. So. Then what's the excuse for sugar? Because I could eat just Twix bars all day. That's true. That's I, true. I, and, I really... and I I had trouble grasping this concept as well. So I guess there's something in sugar that, that tells your body that it can subside off, off of a carbohydrate at least. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. I mean, it's also not good to eat a, a lot of sodium. You will die. Well, I, I want to hear from some of these paleo people who think that there's like some kind of substitute for candy. Because they're they're always trying to push <laughs> well, me off of these carbs, and I'm just like, what do you you want me to have nature's uh, candy like raisins or something? That's there's no substitute for straight up chocolate, right? Our, our friend here in town uh, makes some great low carb uh, pastries. I've had his cakes and cookies and stuff, and they're all great. Um, I I think it's interesting as someone who does cook, you know, that you can have these alternatives, and I think it's fun to kind of make them. And I actually don't like things that are too sweet. So I sort of like the paleo cakes because they're less they're not as sweet as something with a uh, uh, a white sugar would use. Do okay, so I'm not clear on this, but do you know if they give um people who serve the military uh options for what they want to eat that day? Do you do you get to pack a lunch Ooh, or actually, like I don't. Are you just serve uh, some sh- slop? Like I I guess it depends on the situation. Like if you're I'm a base, vegetarian, I I would want to have a vegetarian meal. And I would have a sure. huge problem if they were like, "No, you you only get this like meat slob." I imagine they they can be somewhat accommodating. Like you, they probably what they probably do is probably like being in your high school. And if you know this, please call in eight five five four five zero three seven three three and let us know. Um, but it's probably like your high school where you have they probably have like a, a main dish which yeah. is usually a meat. Yeah, Monday hot dog, Tuesday taco, Mix. Wednesday hamburger, chocolate milk. Those sort of things. <laughs> that, is that what they're going for? Friday was pizza day, <laughs> the best day of the week. It it may be if you're if you're in um, <laughs> and all the or, kids would line up super early well, just to eat. But uh, what, we're talking about the military though because sure, that, sure. this well, is I their meal. It's the same thing that they they probably have people in the mess hall who make up a certain meal per day and that's what they serve so you that you probably have options of like a salad or you can just eat the vegetables that they're serving and and skip the meat well so this is two counts now where we're having a a situation where we're not sure how many options are available in the military the first was if you are if you can serve openly and then the second is like what you get to eat while you're in the military how about just having 
options. So if you want to support military A, then you will be supported. You can send your tax money to the military that accepts gay people. If you want to give your money to military B, it's the one that doesn't accept gay people. We also only serve meat. Like military A only has vegetarianism or or has options. Sure, you know, sure, like, sure. And a lot of people that way, have trouble with this concept because they think that for some reason that we all have to agree on one way to do things that one size fits all uh and and that that works in some universe i don't know which one it is um i have never known one size to fit all though. i would like some options please i mean if if my money it's sure. not like uh, anyone gets to choose where the money goes after a robber takes it so i can see the parallel of like the the government extorting money from you and then not giving you any options of like what kind of military would you like to see but no, I I do want options uh, because I do think that protecting land and protecting my body is important. So, yeah, if if I am paying for that, then I want some options. I, I want to see a military that does allow gay people and that uh, has some vegetarian options for what for when they have to eat. Sure, sure. And I, I obviously totally agree with you. Um, uh, even as a straight guy, I think you should be able to choose for yourself. And I think that if people aren't left to decide for themselves, then they become... Uh, kind of just useless you know would, like, would you donate to the military that allows gay people luther i i don't know if i would donate to any military um uh so that's just not a factor for me oh okay well i you know i'm i definitely would i just wanted to see what straight people would think of like oh i don't want to give to that you know just it, it would uh, it's the military part that i really can't get around uh, well all right i i'm, I'm i make it my that. policy not to piss people off well, uh, well, sometimes. <laughs> Not to piss them off enough that they want to hurt me, at least. But I, I would want a gay military. I think that would be, like, just... Fabulous? Yeah, it would be supreme. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine a gay military just surrounding San Francisco, just like, uh-uh, don't you dare come <laughs> past this line. We're going to shoot you and stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there know, are that, dance parties like, on, sure, on sure. Days of Peace. I, I guess that'd be great. They my, wouldn't really have myself, to work Myself, I think an armed citizenry is the best way to go. I think that's even better than a militia. The militia's out there, you know, then even still, it's very militarized and very, uh, uh, and it's it kind of has a bad connotation to it nowadays, ever since, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, whereas if you say militia or anything, you're you're kind of considered a domestic terrorist. Oh my gosh! Well, you were just speaking about a militia. Did you hear the the story from L.A. Times today about the gun control bill that's in the governor's hands? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, well, you know, California has a shaky um, relationship with gun rights. Oh yes, and didn't the city of San Francisco ban them outright? You know, I'm I'm not sure. That is something I should definitely okay. know. I, that's I something think I heard. I I, I do I don't know, know if it went through or not. I do know that there were people in the Bay Area who were protesting Starbucks for like having kicked them out or something because uh-huh. they were open carrying. I remember that. It seems to be that a lot of the folks in California think that the only uh, individuals who should be allowed to carry guns are individuals who wear costumes and badges and call themselves the police um because these oh, people never the make mistakes roxanne well <laughs> no oh oh the you, actual you're police. very close yeah no very close but yeah it's just the san francisco actual police <laughs> um yeah i i don't know why these people 
who advocate for only cops carrying guns think that these people never make mistakes or something, or right, that right. everyone who's not a police officer it's is automatically bad a bad logic. guy. Uh, people are evil, therefore we need government made of people to control people who are evil. But wait, they're people, and they're in the... Oh, oh geez, my brain is just going to explode you trying got to wrap it, it around it. But they usually don't get that far. Sure. Um. So, yeah, there's a bill that's... um. Going to bar Californians from openly carrying firearms. Um, now, in some parts of California, they already have the rule where you can carry a firearm, but it can't be loaded. Which is about as useful as, I don't a, know. A banana in a holster. So sure, that's sure. what that's what people are doing to um, protest this this ban is they've, they've gathered around the Bay Area and they are um, just... Showing their numbers, uh, I, I guess there aren't very many uh, gun uh, rights people in California because yeah, it's it's kind of hard to fight that battle there. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, they're they're wearing bananas in their holster, and I thought that was pretty cute, just to show like <laughs> that, you know there are a bunch of good guys. There's no it, criminal that you know or that you can even imagine that would walk around the streets of of California with a banana in a holster. It's it's just a really nice show of like, hey guys, we're good. We're going to be using our guns for good. It's to protect us. And I'm not a criminal because criminals don't wear bananas in their holster. You you just sure. know that. So I I think that was a pretty cute idea. Yeah, I, I think that's great activism. I mean, it's funny. It it shows the absurdity of the situation, and it's harmless. You know, I great activism. Um, and this is from L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, Los Angeles Times is okay. saying this. Well, I'd, li- I'd like to have the- you read the article when we come back. Uh, so- yeah, I'll give you some more info. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com lc9. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. That's a toll-free number. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. This is Luther. And Derek J. And Derek, you want to tell us about Bitcoin? I sure do. You've been hearing about Bitcoins for a while now, but maybe you don't know how to get them. Well, now there is an easy way. You can get Bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the U.S., including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your Bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. It works just like a person-to-person cash transaction, but you can do it over the Internet. To learn more, visit exchangebitcoins.com. That's exchangebitcoins.com. All right, thank you for that. And 
Um, I'd like to take this time to talk with you, Derek, uh, because you're sort of one of the main figures uh, about the uh, Live Free or Dance. Talk to me. Ooh, oh, talk- yeah, about Live Free or Dance. LiveFreeOrDance.com. Yep. So and, we- and this uh, takes place in Central Square here in New Hampshire. Is that right? Well, it takes place everywhere in the world. Uh, if you visit um, freespeechfriday.tv or livefreeordance.com, you can see that these events are happening everywhere around the world. Uh, all it takes is either a megaphone, a microphone, some sort of speaker system. The idea is go somewhere where people gather normally and bring music and dance. That's that's it. That's basically the concept. So the problem is that some like old ninnies they they just are not supportive of young people dancing and having a good time in public. They they're like get that away from our streets. I don't want to see people having a good time. I don't want to hear your music. Well, is that the problem they have or is the problem they have that it's just a disturbance? I don't, I don't know. Dif- they don't define disturbance, and, and I can say that personally no one has come up and talked to me saying that my music has, has caused them irritation. So I, I think if there are any complaints, they're not happening on Friday nights um, because, you know, the, the music is loud, but it's not a, it's not so loud that it's going to ruin any conversations that are happening around the square. It's It's pretty much just inside it. Yeah. No, and well, it's inviting. I mean, come on. Sure. Well, that's a shake big a open, leg. That's a big open area, though, and you know, sounds going to bounce around. I mean, people are going to hear that. What if it's at night? What if they're trying to sleep? Well, what if they're trying to sleep? Uh, the the only solution that I've come up with so far, maybe you have another one, Luther, but is to put my personal cell phone number on the advertisements promoting this uh, lip free or dance event, saying, "Hey, if, if you have a problem with it, if." Friday night after 10, you're just not feeling our music, give me a call. I'll change the tune up for you. I'll change the volume. Whatever you want. You know, I, I just communicate with me before calling the, the police state and, and sending them down to mace me in the face. I would appreciate if we could just which, talk with each other. Which they did, and which I think is the wrong way to go about it. I think you're you're doing the right thing. So so did you put these uh, on flyers? Is that how you did it? And like hand them out door to door or what? No, um, I just put them up around the square, thinking that if folks are having a problem with the noise in the square, then they are uh, they're in the square occasionally enough that they can see the flyers, right? So, like, if if the Perhaps. gazebo, is- I don't know, not necessarily. I mean, the square isn't easy to get to, and uh, let me describe this for uh, folks who have never been to Keene. Central Square is basically the uh, very focal point of town basically all the main streets intersect here all five of them there's court street washington street roxbury west street and main street yeah and it's it's dead center there are some statues and some a fountain a gazebo and sure, some paths. Sure, sure. It's, it's a nice place and it to... doesn't work like a normal rotary there are traffic lights and it's very confusing and i personally like to avoid the square because it, it's Except just for fridays it's tough to well i'm working fridays now um it's tough. Shame. To, it's tough to get out there. I mean, you got to cross that busy intersection. It, it's tough to drive through because so many people don't know how to use rotaries to begin with, much less if you throw traffic lights into the mix. Right, and I, I really don't know how much of this has been an actual noise complaint. I did check the police logs. There, there weren't any noise complaints for the for the night of the arrest. Interesting, interesting. So. Which was my suspicion that the police. <laughs> 
don't necessarily need a noise complaint that they'll just come harass you anyway because right. they don't like what you're doing. And and notably, there were many uh, noise complaints that had no follow-up or, or no sort of like punishment or, or no uh, warnings given for an event that happened just five days previous, uh, which is the Keen Music Festival, uh, which the, sa- well, the town gave... Permits. Well, the town gave itself a permit... Um, <laughs> saying that, yeah, we're we're allowed to blast whatever kind of music we want, and it's just sh- shame on whoever has a problem with it. We're not going to do anything. But someone like me, there's not even a noise complaint, and that's enough reason to use violence, right? Sure, so. sure, I guess. Um, well, well, two things. One, I think the Keene Music Fest is a farce in and of itself because there's not much of a music scene here in Keene. Uh, most of those bands actually come from the general area, you know, down from Mass or from other parts of New Hampshire or in right. Vermont, you know. Well, uh, they commute for our enjoyment, right? Yeah, and that's nice, but it's it, it's not like Keene is some music mecca of New England, uh, which it certainly isn't. And actually, I'm planning to move out of Keene for that very reason, because I'm a musician and I cannot get a band started here and there's nowhere to play here. Uh, see, that's kind of the reason for Live Free or Dance started is because I was looking for clubs and a place to dance and have a good time. This didn't exist in Keene, and I was saying, well, let's let's just... Uh, you, you wanted to create it for yourself. Yeah, let's just put it in a place where people can come to it, you know, whether I know them or not. I don't have to invite them. They'll just be in Central Square, and if they like dancing and listening to music, then they'll come and have a good time. So that's that's what I would propose for anyone who's looking to make more of a music scene. Just go out in public and do it. So, so I guess what this brings up for me is the question, is partying activism? Yes. Oh, yeah. Partying is activism. The man is trying to crush the partiers. The, <laughs> the man has been against partying and celebrating for a long time. Well, then does activism just become one big party? Oh, yeah, that's my style of activism. I, I think that focusing on celebrating is what life is about, right? So for me, personally, I, I'm sure others can dedicate their lives to different things. But for me, I think celebrating the fact that we're alive is important to do and to take time to do. Okay. Um, because if you're like me, working two jobs, uh, you don't get a lot of time to just focus on, isn't it great to be alive? So a lot of times it's just behind a desk, you know, saying... I wish I wasn't here right now. So if if you are spending some of your time doing work, um, some of which you don't enjoy, do take the time to do things that you enjoy, for goodness sakes. And don't let the man get you down saying, oh, you can't have this party here. Oh, you're, you're thefting government services by plugging in electrical cords to the gazebo. I mean, do it. To use the means that are available to you to party and have a good time and encourage others to do the same. Okay. You're I, wasting I, your life if you're not. Well, I kind of have to disagree with you on the line that uh, partying is activism. I don't personally think it is. Um, I think partying is partying and activism is activism. Okay, so, I mean, where where's the distinction? Where's then? the line? Yeah, that's a good question. But, I don't know if I have a uh, definite line on that. I mean, uh I liked the 420 events at first. Um, I I think that this is the 21st century. It's ridiculous that uh, marijuana is still illegal. And I think that as a, a pot smoker and any pot smoker, we should be proud. You know, we should be doing what the gays did. We should go, as uh, Wheels Off Liberty likes to put it, <laughs> assless chaps about it. You know, we should just be out and open about it. Yeah, we're here. You we're know, smoking. Doctors do it. Uh, lawyers do it. Uh 
line cooks do it. You know, everybody from the janitor to the, the some politician, you know, probably smokes marijuana. Okay, so you're so you're moving on to marijuana activism now. But I do want to ask, which before, is a form of partying. I think that's an important one to get to. But I do want to ask before we get there, where do you fall in the Adam versus the man? Um, style of partying activism where a- Adam Kokesh was body slammed for dancing. I think that's wrong. Well, that's but activism. I also, I also think that Thomas Jefferson raped people and should not necessarily be uh, unrelated. Celebrated. Unrelated. Not well, fair. Well, that's what they went there I for. I call they foul. Went there, they went there to celebrate Thomas Jefferson and to dance in his honor. How do that's you what know the entire... what an individual is dancing for? I... That's what they said. They said they were there to celebrate Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Well. F- well. Fine. So there's there's some activism part. There and if you just don't like Jefferson, then that's your your. Guff I don't with him. hate everything about Jefferson. Okay, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. H- how do you feel? Is partying activism was Jefferson a bad guy? Call in, let us know. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's the SACL CAI toll-free number. Uh, SACL CAI, uh, Jason Osborne over at SACL CAI is a big supporter of Free Talk Live. Uh, uh, Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know uh, that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Yeah, good guy, J- Jason Osborne. Do you know him? No, not personally, uh, but I, I just hear the most incredible things. Yes, he he's going to be... I, He's a good friend of mine. We met at Porkfest a few years ago. You know, we uh, got along right off the bat, I'd have to say. Uh, so. Ooh, you, you trying to tell us something, Luther? Uh, that we're friends. Oh, okay. No, all, right. <laughs> all right. You know where my mind goes. He, he did tell me I was uh, the sexiest man alive, uh, but he was pretty drunk, so it's it's hard to gauge how we, how yeah, we really felt about I, now that. Yeah, I, I don't believe anything you say. <laughs> all right. I have witnesses. So we're talking about Central Square. And we seem to be having this uh, disagreement on whether partying is activism or not. It definitely is. I don't know where you get off trying to disagree <laughs> with me. But How dare I? <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I mean, don't don't you see that, like, dancing and music was just a huge part of the world's culture? Everyone in the world has, yes. Yes. like, every music the, and dancing as part of... Every culture in the world has music. Yes. Right. And 
so that has changed a lot in the in the last like I don't know hundred years. It's not like I've been around for it, but I, I've seen movies, and it looks like people used to have a lot of live music, and they would go to the live music and be entertained, right? But well, now it was also far more affordable to have a live band, which is why there's been a big shift towards DJing and hip hop, where they create the beat. It costs a lot less money to just buy a drum machine and work out of your house than it does to rent equipment or to buy equipment for a band and rent space to be able to practice and that kind of stuff well i think the shift has gone too far i'm sick of seeing people walking around with their headphones in i do it i'm guilty i walk around with my headphones in all the time but what i miss is the the guy who wears the boom box on his shoulder and says listen street we're gonna be listening to my tunes now and it's gonna be awesome you're really gonna get down with something you've never heard before but what if you don't want to hear it what if you don't like what you hear i don't know i i am just not a kind of person who can identify with noise complaints you know there are people out there who make noise complaints i am just the furthest thing from that person i don't know who these people are Really, like, uh, where where do they oh, get off? I'm, I'm one of these people. Well, like, fill me in. What's okay. what's your complaint, man? Well, sometimes I'm trying to sleep and somebody's being loud. Like, well, a neighbor I'll or buy you earplugs so that I can enjoy my music. Well, at they're full uncomfortable. Volume. They hurt my ears. Actually, I well, used to have to wear them for work. Complain, complain, complain. That's all I hear from <laughs> these people who are like, I don't want to hear your music. Well, I don't want to have as much fun as you're it, having. What if I came to you personally and could we reach some kind of agreement? Where, we definitely could. Yeah, That's, where maybe you stop or you turn it down or you don't do it in certain hours right i just don't like the situations where it's like since i don't like hearing your music you have to lose like we just both have to sit in silence or you have to put in uncomfortable earplugs like it i just don't like situations where it's one person wins and the other person loses i i I do hear what you're saying, that there could be more win-win scenarios, mm-hmm. uh, but I, th- I think that those win-win scenarios come out of communicating with the people uh, with which you have a problem, right? So sure. going to the person who's making the noise complaint, go over on their door, knock on the door, talk to them, that sort of thing. I'm just, I have no sympathy for the type of people who jump right for the phone and, and dial 911. Like, oh my gosh, I can hear stuff that uh, I don't like hearing. I agree hearing. with you. I think that's, that shows poor character that, to me, I, the word I would use is that you're pathetic if that's, if that's your, your go-to move. You know, you need to confront your issues if you have them. Yeah, I well, no, no matter what the complaint, unless it is with 911, I guess you're going right to the source. <laughs> well, like Flavor Flay said, 911 is a joke. I mean, uh. Is, is that what Flavor Flav says? Yeah, I, yeah, oh yeah, it was a Public Enemy song. Uh, Nine one one is a joke. Oh well, good for him. Gosh, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll showing show it to how you on the break. Yeah, I yeah. am. Uh, I I highly suggest uh, looking up some uh, uh, some Public Enemy. But let's go to the phones. After all, this is the show where you take control. Let's go to Vince in Indiana. Vince, are you there? Yes. How are you, gentlemen, doing this evening? Oh, we're doing all very right. well. Yourself, Vince. What's on your mind? I wanted to, you were talking about protesting and all that, and the parks and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you, you should look at the Chicago 7 trials, you know, before the National Democratic uh, Convention in 1968. I'm a little familiar with this. Uh, can you can you give our listeners some background on it, a, a quick summary? Well, well see, this, uh, this uh, deputy mayor, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but they wanted to stop and not let anybody sleep in the parks in Chicago because they wanted to have a permit. That was back in 1968. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to. They the government thought they needed permission to sleep in the public park. To sleep in the parks. Oh. They had about 
four or five thousand demonstrators there for the uh, National Democratic Convention. Uh, all of which so, they extort, right? Yeah, it sounds to me like yeah. they, they had all these people there that they didn't want, and so they kind of made a cop-out with this whole you-need-a-permit-to-sleep-there thing. Yeah, and then uh, uh, the mayor, Daly, uh, said the police here aren't, aren't about disorder. They're here to preserve disorder. So, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, there's still, there's, most of the gentlemen are still alive. Most of them are, except for uh, Abby Hoffman. I think he committed suicide many years ago. But, but uh, Bobby Seal was bound and gagged <laughs> and charged with murder in Connecticut. I don't know how, what the term Really? Yeah, and then uh, Tom Hayden and Jerry Rubin, and I can't remember all so the people, but you know. You, you seem to know a lot about these guys. What What was their major goal? They were protesting the Vietnam War. And okay, then, that's noble. And then later on, I mean, because I became a member of what was called the Students for Democratic Society when I was in high school. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, I'm, we quit the organization because they were too, they were, you know, proposing too much violence. But uh, we wanted to stop the Vietnam War, but we also wanted to have the right to vote back then when I was turning 18. Right, because well, back then work. you had to be 21 to vote, right? Yeah, but yeah. then it could send you to war at 18. You had to sign up for selective service or the draft. Man, right, right. What that's a that, joke. Yeah, that's not much different if from we nowadays. Had the military draft, yeah, yeah. I guarantee if we had the military draft, you would not see her participation so, uh, in Iraq or Afghanistan. But, uh, since I hear you denouncing the things that your Students for a Democratic Society uh, organization were doing in the past, uh, just being too violent, do you not see the draft as an initiation of force against individuals and therefore see well, violence is. against the state as uh, self-defense? Mm-hmm. Sure it is. But you, so you do think violence against the state is self-defense in the case of a draft. Is that, am well, I understanding no, I you correctly? I don't believe in what they were proposing back then. You know, sitting in you know buildings and burning them, proposing to burn them down and all that back in then. But because quite a few of them were convicted, you know, for. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Vince. uh, We're going to hold you over. We got to go to break. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in. Uh, Let us know your thoughts about. The Seattle 7 about the draft, anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's eight five five four five zero free. This is Free Talk Live with Luther and Derek J. And this is a show where you can take control, talk about whatever you want. Frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? 
Are you tired of oppress of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. All right, and we have Vince on the line. Uh, Vince, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Hey! Great, great. Uh, So we were talking about the Chicago Six and the activism they were doing in the 60s. -hmm. Did did their activism involve any partying? I I don't know too much about the the Chicago Six, Seven, whatever they were. They they were anti-Vietnam War. And Mm -hmm. did they party is my question. Oh, yes. They had, you know, various types of activities, especially in Lincoln Park and then at the Grant Park Amphitheater at the time. And they were also conducting... You know, various things on, you know, snake, you know, various forms of self-defense. Okay, so they were a little more violent. Well, they were teaching people karate, and then, you know, there was snake dancing. and You know, and just, I don't know if they were, I think it did get a little violent because, you know, they started throwing rocks and bricks at the police. The police started beating them with gloves. Yeah, well, if you throw rocks and bricks at them, uh, it's and they like have, a natural reaction. Yeah, you get then beaten. they have justification for attacking sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Just don't well, even give them the fuel to the fire, I'd say. No, it's, but some, uh, quite a few of them, you know, did peaceably, you know, protest, but then they were, you know, attacked by the police with tear gas and clubs and... Well, sure, I, well, that happened to Derek, I, I mean. I think it's much more admirable to party like Gandhi. Mm-hmm. You know? In, he, a, in a diaper? No, no, take the diaper off. And um, no, to to party until the point where the police use aggression against you and then um, just take it because it makes them look bad, right? That's They're eventually going to sure, get tired in, of just beating on people who aren't defending themselves. Unless you're yelling at the cops on video, then, you know, it's kind of a gray area, I okay. think. Well, you, you, you're making this personal, right? I'm not making this personal. Okay. I'm saying in general. Well, yeah, I, I'm not saying I have ever partied like Gandhi. That's that's a higher <laughs> standard than I can reach. But um, yeah, some some folks do get angry at the cops and can't and help it's themselves. It's hard not to. Green. Even I've yelled at cops. Right, but but Vince, I, I mean, you're you have you had any encounters with the cops while you're doing any sort of activism or partying or protesting the well, uh, well, Vietnam well, War? Partying here at the Indianapolis 500, we. <laughs> Drunken, disorderly conduct. Oh, wow. Well, but you weren't hurting anyone. You were just, you know, having Being a good loud. time, right? We're just having a good time when a girl pulled her shirt up and. That's not hurting anybody? No, no, no. But the, the state police shined their, helicopter, their lights down on top of us. Was that all they did? Maybe they just wanted a better yeah, view. But they, they wanted to look too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're, they're humans. <laughs> but sure. did, did they make any arrests? Yeah, there were 30 of us that were uh, taken away for drunk and disorderly. Conduct. No. Wow, just because... 30 people were just... arrested for being drunk and disorderly? Yeah, a couple girls pulled their shirts up and 
Still gives a little show. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's every spring break in every city across the country. That's well, nothing. Plus, it's the human body, and it's people yeah. just having a good time. There's no reason to initiate violence on people who are having a good time. And that that's oh, my I point know. about party activism, is that partying is just about having a good time, not initiating force on any other people. And for anyone to intrude on that by initiating force, that's the worst kind of party crasher. Yes, but, yep. uh, you know, we got the moral majority at that time when I was going to college. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, was the Chicago 7, uh, I think I heard the story, and I think it was about them, when they went to court, uh, didn't they go dressed like judges, like in the robes and everything? And they were told yes, to take they that... Did. They were told yeah, to... I saw the... I'm sorry? Uh, no, I saw the video on television. Oh, wow. Well, you know, Oh, yeah, they were mocking the judge, Julius <laughs> Hoffman. <laughs> Yeah, what I heard is that they, they all went dressed like judges, and when they were demanded that they took off their costumes, they took them off and they had cop uniforms underneath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. That's so cute. I think that's and hilarious. Ruben had a, had a profane word. I can't mention it on the air, but he had a, what, what did it start with? Word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, good for you for self-censorship. That's, you know... Yeah, some of our... Uh, our uh, callers don't quite grasp that concept, and we have to let them go. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I wanted to say something else. Uh, Abby Hoffman was arrested in 1967 for measuring outside the Pentagon. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, what? You know, wait, what's another word for this? What? What did he do? He was measuring. Yeah, uh, he was taking measurements around the Pentagon, seeing how. <laughs> I don't know what he was wanting to do, but. Oh well, that, uh, I believe that he wanted to to levitate it with his mind. Was uh, what what he said he was going to do? It was just his big political joke or uh, uh, media joke, basically. Oh yeah, S- oh, some yeah. sort of stunt. They well, asked him about conspiracy back, you know, because they, they accused all these men of uh, conspiracies. And you know what he said? You know, he told the judge. He said we couldn't even agree on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, Vince, that there's any kind of partying that uh, deserves to be intruded upon by the government or the police? No. All right. My kind of man. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for that support, Vince. Yeah, oh, yeah, because, I mean, you, whatever you, you know, if you're not doing any harm. <laughs> so are you going to be the next, the next person to start a live free or dance where you live? Oh, I don't know. I'll try that. I'm a little bit older. I'm 55. <laughs> hey, man. It but, sounds like you still hey. love to dance and have a good time. Oh, yeah. I like to have a good time. Well, then power to you, man. There are going to be oh, other yeah. people who want to join you in your hometown. Oh, sure. Indianapolis is a big town. We can have fun any place. You're not the only one who listens to the kind of music you listen to. No, I like the punk rock music still. I'm with you. I am I mean, with I'm you. Still, I, I like it, nice. <laughs> you know, uh, I like I like the punk rock. I yeah, always have been, but I. Everybody says I've always been a little bit different, but that's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Anything else on your mind tonight? No, sir. Uh, you don't have a good evening, and I'll listen to you the rest of the way in. So. Uh, all right. Well, hey, thanks. Vince. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for your call. Good call. Uh, so uh, and like. Derek, I hope you understand that I'm not suggesting that it's okay to arrest you because you're partying. Yeah, but I want to hear some of your alternatives. What are your I suggestions for how we fish can to fry? Really, I mean, I don't know. Personally, I'm more concerned about our monetary system. Okay, 
then then be concerned about that. That can I, be I your am. pet issue, but I like to boogie down. <laughs> it's so. just not as sexy. It doesn't get as much attention as, you know, these sort of activisms do. Like, I went out and cleaned up hurricane uh, debris while you guys were having your 420. You know, like, I feel like I was doing something good for people who could really use it, and you guys were partying. Yeah, well... And you guys got a lot more attention than I did. Okay. Well, maybe you're not doing the right thing. I don't know. I, I think I was. Oh, well, then I'm not good. saying At you least, guys were doing the wrong thing. Then I hope that you, in your heart, got the satisfaction that you were looking for. Because I you completely weren't looking did. For I accolades. completely did. I, I made a new friend, too. His name's Mark. You know, I helped him clean up this lake that was just disgusting. And we found some... Well, we, that's that's your personal opinion. I don't know. I <laughs> I... <laughs> We'll get trash for this, too, but I, I find debris and trash to be, like, an inviting place to live. But I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> so I, I am comfortable seeing that around in my community. I, I think it's weird. It's too, like, um, Edward Scissorhands community when you just Clean have these up. pristine neighborhoods. Yeah, not well, a single piece of litter on the ground. I, Come I, on, who I wants like to live things, there? I like things to be clean. Like, my house is Disgusting. pretty clean. Can you, can you agree with that? Yes, I, you have a, an exceptionally clean household, but sure. I, I just think it's disgusting. Well, that's your opinion, and you're more than willing to have it. So, 855-450-3733. We'll be taking your calls. You can call in about anything. What other radio show let you do that? This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Luther with you. And Derek J. Uh, Mark is out tonight, and Ian, of course, is still in the clink. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. He'll be back soon enough, and then I will not have the house all to myself, unfortunately. Ian is my roommate, and it, it's... You lucky dog. I have to admit, I, it's, I, this is very social for me, but I kind of like the idea of him being out of the house because I have it all to myself. Yeah, you get to play with all his equipment. Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, judge, throw the book at him. <laughs> or, no, please don't. Yeah, of course, obviously I don't feel that way in my heart. You know, I'm just kidding. All right, all right, things. all right. I don't so, believe anything you say. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You should never believe anything I say, Derek. Let's go to uh, Kirk in Michigan. Kirk, are you there? Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Doing Very well, well Clerk. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to talk about the, the elevator speech, you know, the, where you've got two minutes to really talk to somebody and introduce to them a new idea. Um, and I'd like to talk about the elevator speech for the Free State Project. We all, all right, we'll give it, you two right? minutes. Yeah, what what do you got? Okay. You're on the clock. Well, I mean, it it, it, it takes conversation to lead into, right? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, what I'll do is, is, is I'll try to find, you know, if I find an opening to talk about some depredation of the state, I'll, I'll do so, right? 
Mm-hmm. And and after I've concluded, you know, my feelings with it, I'll, I'll kind of raise my eyebrows and say, you know, but I have hope. Uh, mm-hmm. And not just because, you know, I'm a hopeful person. I have hope because I actually see things happening. Sure. Have you yeah. ever heard of the Free State Project? And invariably they say no. And I'll say, well, it's a movement of to try to get 20,000 liberty-minded individuals to all move to the same state where they can then peaceably work towards a society at which liberty is at the core, as opposed to whatever it is we have at the core of this society. Security, you know, it and, seems and, to be, or allegedly. Yeah. So, well, and by this time, their eyes are kind of rolling. And I'm like, well, you know, I know it sounds pie in the sky. It really does. But 11,000 people have signed, of which I am one, and Ooh. over 1,000 have moved. And it's really having an effect. And you can check it out at freestateproject.org. Rock on. And there's, and there's only three criteria. The first is you have to believe that the minimum role of government, or excuse me, the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. You can believe in a more minimum role, but you need to believe that that's the maximum role of government. Okay. The second criteria is you cannot be a bigot. I guess you can, but you find yourself on the outs very quickly. And the third criteria is, um, oh, God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, you can't want to do it with force. Right. Um, although, although most Free State Project members believe in your, uh, uh, your unalienable right to defend yourself, uh, if you do so against the state, obviously, you justify their existence, you know, as they get to point to you, to everybody else saying, see, this is why you need us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? and, uh, and, and, and basically, I just kind of leave it at that. Wow. You know? Well, that, that's, that's and, pretty good. In, in just, you know, two minutes, if you just have a short time to talk to somebody about it, that gets at a lot of good points, I think. Uh, especially the idea that uh, you said after they roll their eyes, you say, well, so many pe- X amount of people have signed up and so many people right. are there and we're already right. seeing change. And, and I always have to say, I know it sounds pie in the sky. Yeah. I, that, is, that to me is a key phrase. As soon as their eyes roll, you know, I know I have to use that phrase. I know it sounds pie in the sky, but... 11,000 people have signed and over 1,000 have moved. Well, because it is kind of magical, right? And there, it does take some explaining to be like, well, this is this is a really good thing that's happening. And it sure, sounds almost sure. too good to be true. But well, let I, me tell you. I know when I was growing up, I always used to hear, well, what can you do about it? You know, and right. then as soon as right. I found the Free Step Project, I was like, that's what you can do about it. Right. Well, not only that, but I mean, I, I, I tell people about it and they say, well, you're not moving. And I say, but there are other things I can do. The first and most important thing, and what I do is, is I move my finger in between me and them. I say, is this right here? Having oh, a yeah. discussion. That's uh... the most important thing. And the second is is to, to expound on the ideas. I mean, if you feel there's a problem, don't be resigned to that. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. It's always going to be that way. God, I hear it so much. Mm-hmm. It's that way Death because taxes. you want it that way. Yep. Yep. Well, that. Yep. That's just well, resigning yourself to, to some ar- someone else's arbitrarily defined fate, right? Sure, sure. So I mean, but I mean, but it, it, as a as a as a tool through through which to get to the Free State Project as an idea over to someone who's never, you know, heard it, and you've got that short amount of time. Like I said, I I work at the post office, and I'm I am the person through whom you pur- purchase your stamps and send out your packages. So I'm actually talking about this over the counter at the post office. Wow. I've, I've got two minutes. Do you think that's a yeah. good place to do it? Um, 
Because I, I mean, I assume I, that I, people I, I are having a people problem. People are surprised, and, and believe me, I, I, I want to, I, 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 uh, um, I cop to the irony. You know, I understand the irony. You okay, know? I, I know that I, you must see it. So I'm just wondering, like, why aren't you at a FedEx or a UPS, you know, any other yeah. like private place? Um, well, because I'm almost fifty for one. Well, I, I, not that uh, I'm judging. I, mean, I, I wouldn't I, judge I, you. I, I, well, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, I, I have to be jumping up on trucks and washing trucks, and then get start part time. So it's just a different type yeah, of job. I under, understand that, but it's I've, I've I've got obligations that 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 particular paycheck would not need at this particular point. Okay, I hear that. I just wanted to know if it was like philosophical or just like practical. So it sounds well, like it's a it's a practical thing. Um. You know, the fact of the matter is, I take my my personal opinion is, I take solace on the fact that this is a, a a at least a I can see the service that the postal service gives. I can't see the service the internal revenue internal revenue service gives. Okay. Right? Although there that. is although there is a, a a monopoly, and I understand that we are the only service that's in the in the in the government sphere that is open to any competition whatsoever. And as a result of which, we have become a much better surface, being forced to mechanize and being able to move the mail quicker and be able to compete with the private sector. Well, those we things... still have a bureaucratic center, and it, it really gets in the way. It, is, it shoots us in the foot, and believe me, I understand about 80% of the budget going to, to labor, and that is way out of whack yeah i hear that they're gonna find that even if you worked at ups there's going to be a large bureaucracy behind it because it's just a big corporation oh but it's not it's nothing like this i imagine not not, i mean i i they set save they they set targets for each each um they actually spend money to to determine what each window clerk should be selling per day and when they first instituted this i asked my postmaster well, do, what tools do I have in order to increase sales? You know, can I have a sale? And he said, well, no. Can I have a car wash out in the parking lot with pretty girls to get people in? <laughs> well, well, no. Well, what can I do? Well, sell that extra book of stamps. Well, doesn't that throw my sales off next week? Because they're just not going to come back next week for that book. Right. I mean, there's, there's nothing I can do to increase my sales. People will use the post office as they use it. And, right. I mean, other than selling tchotchkes out, you know, and, and stationery. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're That's thinking it. a little more free market, um, but you're, you're a little restricted. Oh, sure. I'm curious how I'm many Roth, unions... I'm, I'm a total Rothbardian, well, a t- a t- you know, in, in my heart. And power, but too, yeah. And my practicality and, and, my, and my bills say something different, unfortunately. Well, there's something really comforting to me about hearing someone who works for the post office who's like you, because you're taking money from the state... That would otherwise go to someone who would just keep on supporting the state. And but I here you are supporting liberty causes, right? And you're supporting liberty causes, and hopefully putting some of your money where your mouth is going uh, oh, because bet. of the way you're you're speaking with strangers about this stuff. I, I would only assume. So uh, I've heard that there are a lot of unions at post offices that form mm-hmm. on their own. How many unions are there at your post office? Well, it doesn't form. They don't form on their own. There's actually, I think there's, I think there's. Four major unions, and that's the letter carriers union, uh, the clerk union, there's a mail handler union, and I believe there's a union for supervisors. Uh, but for the working stiffs, it's the, it's the, the three mains. And you actually, it's an open shop nationwide. You don't have to pay union dues. Oh. Um, 
I am one of I am one of two people in my office that do not. Wow. Well, good for you for standing up to these folks. Sure, sure. I, I haven't for a while. Well, they, they didn't do anything for me. I mean, I've had issues be, issue before that I've asked them to look into. That two years later, they didn't give me any, any you know, recovery or you know, any type of restitution or whatever. And I, I, I had I had a check in my hand twenty four hours after that. Wow! Because of what I did, because I, I, I said, "Well, I'm just going to take matters into my own hand." Good job. Well, so. Good call. Thanks for the call, Kurt. And we'll, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Uh, I'd like to point out that I knew somebody who worked for UPS, and she had issues with unions, too. So it's not much better uh, working for in the private sector if you're in mail. Well, look at their competition. Yeah. You only that. have to be as good as your competition, right? 855-450-3733. We'll be taking your calls when we come back after the, uh, for Hour 3. This is Free Talk Live. And now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute with tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. Change often comes into our life uninvited. It comes when it's unexpected. It comes when we don't want it. And when that happens, our emotions can very easily flare up. Recently, I heard a story, a true story, about a man who was actually the oldest man in the world. And he died, I think, at the age of 120 or something like that. And they had asked him previously what he felt like his longevity was attributed to, and he shared many things. But one of the things that he said was this, you have to learn how to embrace change even when it slaps you in the face. I really like that. You know, we need to adapt when things in our life change. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit Joyce Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R dot org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day, and many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's the toll-free number. Call in, talk about anything you want. This is Luther. And Mark. And Derek J. And oh, Mark. I'm sorry, actually, I didn't I did not unmute your mic, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes. And Mark. Yeah, Mark is back, finally. Woohoo! In uniform. So yes. sexy. Back from your firefighters meeting, I see. Mm. I did, yeah. We, we pumped some stuff. Ready for his next calendar <laughs> shoot. <laughs> right. Maybe attending your next party as a uh, performer. Yeah, that's what I need. Oh, <laughs> I do have red suspenders. You can yes. see it at cam.freetalklive.com. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully your your uh, rates are affordable. Because uh, <laughs> I have They're a birthday not. party coming up. <laughs> That'll be great for you. So this is Free Talk Live, the show where we take your calls and we'll you can talk about anything. So to prove that, let's go to Scott the Bigot in Mass. Scott, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, well, Scott. Thank you for calling. What's on your Uh, mind tonight? Have you heard of the... Did you ever read the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion? I heard it was a fake. The Jews claim it's a forgery, but it's not. Let me explain the history (laughs) to you listeners. In the turn of the century, uh, late 1890s in in, in Tsarist Russia, 
the Jews claim that the Tsarist secret police wrote these 24 protocols, which was essentially uh, said that the, it was a Jewish plot to take over the world from the Goyim, which is a Jewish uh, derogatory, disparaging word for Gentile. The Jews have always claimed that, but in, in essence, they're, they're authentic, and they were made authentic by Henry Ford, who during the 1920s, when he published the... Wait a second, how can Henry Ford make something that's not authentic, authentic? It was authentic. He okay. proved it was authentic. Oh, because, I see. Proved I'll it was tell you why. Because gotcha. the protocols came out in 1896. The international Jew that Mr. Ford, Henry Ford, published came out 25 years later in, 18, in 1920. I heard he was and a bigot, too, yeah. And he, he, uh, he, he was anti-Semitic. And uh, Mr. Ford said uh, that the, in 1920, you have to understand, World War I had already occurred. It already happened. And lots so, of so, Jews fought on the side of Germany, as, as a matter of fact, in World War I, right? I, I, they did, yes, they did, some of them. Scott, but, come on. I, I was hoping you would keep this as bigoted as possible. No, but what I'm saying is this. In other words, if the, pro, if, the, if, if the international Jew published by Henry Ford came out in 1920, and the protocols came out in 1896, World War I had already occurred, 1914 to 1918. To make a long story short, the protocols of the, young elders, of the learned elders of Zion already had mentioned that there would be a world war. And that was a quarter of a century before Ford published The International Jew. There's 24 protocols, and your listeners, if they want, what does this have to do with America? Everything. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess what this is really what my question is, Scott, because when you, you just keep on dropping the term Jew here. And I, it is a world Jewish program but wait, to take over the world. Scott, can you give us a second here? Here's what I want to know, though. Are you talking about some Jews that are getting together and <laughs> getting ready to rule the world? Are you talking about every Jew? This is international Jews. Let me explain what that means. George Soros is an international Jew. Okay. Does, did he, like, sign up for a club? Does he have a membership card? No. <laughs> they are an elite club that control, the, like the Rothschild families. They control banking. They so, control finance. They control the media in the United States. So why this can't is, they so just be yeah, about yeah. those things? Why, your, why your is it special Jew, that they're Jewish? So your average Jew doesn't know anything, right? Some Jews don't, don't know anything. Okay, yeah, so so my friend Andrew, uh, he's Jewish. Is he part of this conspiracy? Probably not. The, the big boys, the, the international Jews, uh, like the Rothschilds. So, uh, just out of curiosity, Scott, a little, little, little more. Are, is anybody in the club that's not Jewish? No. So, I, I, now why would the Jews, uh, these international Jews that you keep talking about, let every single other world leader, except those of uh, Israel, be not Jewish? I mean, you'd think that they'd just say to themselves, well, screw it, we're in charge, let's just be in charge. I mean, for God's sakes, if the Goy don't like it, we'll line them up and gas them. They have. They, they, this, 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 well, they have what? There's three, I'm trying to make it as simple as for, you, for your listeners as possible. The reason why we're in this war is, nonsense. is because That's in why. the protocols, it says, it says here in the protocols that the Jews need war to keep everything going. No, the they military industrial complex needs war to keep everything going. This is what protocol number two says. Economic wars, the foundation of the Jewish predominance. We have wars in the Iraq, Afghanistan. We were attacked on 9-11 because of the over $10 billion the U.S. gives to Israel in military and economic aid. That's a war so, of economics? So the Jews caused our, our nightmare in the Middle East. No, no, the no, no. no, 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 no. The political leaders in the United States caused the nightmare in the Middle East. 
Here, here. They the the bum that you give a dollar to isn't uh, the one who caused you to be a dollar poorer. You're a dollar poorer because you gave it to him, Scott. What do you What do you mean the In other words, there's a Gentile front, but Barack Obama. Let's look at Barack Obama. He's merely a Gentile front for George Soros. Okay. Why would they need to make them Gentile fronts? Why wouldn't they just put Jewish people in charge? Because they they because they don't want the masses, the goyim, to know that it's the Jews. So they want to put up a front, so so they don't so the, the populace doesn't want to go out and 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 and, and have pogroms against the Jews. They That's certainly why. are. are they tricky. want to hide it. They want to hide their their their, their evil intentions. And this is what's going on in the United States. Well, it's uh, it's got. I mean, you've got besides the Jews, you've got problems with the blacks and the gays. I mean, like to you, the whole world is a dangerous, terrible place, right? This, yes, it is. It is blacks. Blacks have taken over. The Jews have always. How been, did blacks take over? They're less than twenty percent of the population. Exactly where? What did they that, take over? That, try try driving through a neighborhood, a white neighborhood, being black, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you whether or not they've taken over. They're a drag on our society. Well, how does how does ending don't I have to be? I mean, I work with a, a black fellow, and he's you know works just as hard as I do. No, there's ghettos and and and, and everything. <laughs> Lots and, of white and, people live in ghettos. Yeah, yeah. I, I lived in the ghetto. White, I'm white. I am shocked, Scott, that you have not brought up that Don't Ask, Don't Tell ended today, and I'm wondering if you think that fits into the uh, international Jewish plot to rule the world. I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, why didn't you? No, because I, I, I didn't get to the, the Oh, okay, my, my bad. I thought you were on, on top of the uh, anti-gay agenda. Homosexuality, uh, uh, communism, socialism, humanism, any time that there is a left-wing, far-out, anything left-wing uh, uh, movement is always, always led by the Jews. Communism is a Jewish invention. Karl Marx was Jewish. Leon Trotsky was Jewish. Yet, was no Leon evidence for, for those claims necessary, right? Say that again? You, you don't need evidence for Where those claims. <laughs> in other words, it's a known fact that communism is Jewish. I and don't know and that this relates true. to don't ask, don't tell ending no, being... I, that... I dated a Jewish girl who was a capitalist. Do you want to explain that well, one to me? I can see you being sarcastic. The Jews, I'm not. I'm being serious. The Jew, For example, the Jews pushed the civil rights movement of Martin Luther King. To answer your question, the Jews pushed the homosexual and lesbian movement. Anything To what liberal, end? To the extent that they want to drag down and destroy the morality of, of Christian society. Well, I'm not a Christian. I, I don't care either way. Like, if people, if men and men want to have uh, relations with each other, that's fine with me. If a woman and a woman want to have relations with each other, that's fine with me. It doesn't drag me down at all. It has no effect on right. me. Right, it really has nothing to do with we your morality. A, gentlemen, we live in a depraved world. The world is getting sicker <laughs> and sicker. You live yeah. in a depraved world, You can Scott. speak for yourself. <laughs> My world is awesome. Your world's depraved. It's yeah. full of hate. I go through, wherever I go, I see women 500 pounds. I see people with long hair, tattoos in their tongues, on, on tattoos all over their bodies. Are they hurting you? They're, yeah, what's wrong with it, tattoos? I think that's it's, art. It's not normal. I want to see a world. Being a bigot isn't normal. <laughs> I see the world the way that the world should be. <laughs> Just a second, Scott. Should women stay at home and not work? Women stay. Women work because of economics. But if I had my way and economics could direct it, I would prefer to have women stay at home. But I understand why they go out into the workforce. So but men women, should be slaves to women. Women want to. 
women want to feminize men. They want to weaken men. They want to men- knock men down. Okay, Scott, thanks believe- for the call. Uh, you... I believe okay. everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> You've converted, huh? I just feel dirty. Uh, 855-450-3733. We'll be taking your calls. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105. That's the number. Call in. Talk about anything you want from the political to the personal. This is Luther. And Mark. And Derek J. I'm sorry, Mark. And Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mark, you want to tell us about uh, the newest from L- Ruger? That's right. Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest and most ergonomic full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. The SR-40C is based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as though you- those used on so many great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, ambidextrous controls. The SR-40C features a throw-hardened stainless steel slide or... An alloy steel slide with Nitrodox Pro Black Finish. You can see it at Ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer. Again, you can see it at Ruger.com, but you have to get it at your local gun dealer. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Captain Ned in Florida listening on WFLA. Ned, are you with us? Yeah, free and Freeman, day 42. That's right. That's, yeah. yeah, leave him in there. I'm kind of enjoying myself. Oh, man, still caged like the 800-pound Liberty Gorilla that he is, you know? <laughs> but you know what happens when you've been caged? And I'm, uh, I, I, I've looked through the bars. I'm uh, light years away from where Mark was and not even close to where Ian was. But you become what's uh, called cagier, you know, after you've, after you've looked through the bars. <laughs> and uh, I hear Mark laughing, and uh, that, that's exactly what's going to happen with Ian. He's going to be a lot cagier coming out. Hope so. Anyway, I, uh, I, one of you guys, I believe it was Derek, is a little bit down on my uh, guy Thomas Jefferson. That was me, actually. I was, I was a little down on him. Yes, I, I claim that. The, I claim that he raped people. Well, I will tell you what. I mean, he's he's like another uh, uh, president. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, William Jefferson Clinton. You see the parallel there, and yeah, he didn't have sex <laughs> with that woman either. A uh, <laughs> uh, little bit of a difference. Well, you know, and there, there's things I didn't like about Clinton either. You know, he uh, gave supercomputers to the commie red Chinese. But let me just read you a quick quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson. Those who hammer their uh, guns into plowshares will plow for those who don't. Okay. Well, yeah, it's prophetic. I hear, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. I, I definitely think he's got a lot of great quotes, you know, especially about well, banking. You know, he, 
He had some slaves, but that was the thing of the day, you know. And, uh, and, and I don't right. think that makes it no, right. No, no one wonders on. what would happen if in that situation when you, if you free your slaves. I mean, you know, you're really talking about what Virginia. Um, you're just gonna let let them go. Where are they gonna live? Exactly. I don't, I don't know. Well, he advocated freeing them, but he never actually got around to doing it. I mean, he could have had them on as as workers or even could, as indentures. Well, hey, hey, but you don't know how he really me, treated. Let me, let me let me just cut in. Let me refresh everybody's memory. Who actually sold? Those slaves into slavery were the black tribal leaders from Africa. Okay? That, that was Wasn't part it, of like it, but also India you could just go and grab them. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things, guys. It was a long time ago, but anyway, another quote from Jefferson: "In questions of power, then let no more be heard of confidence in man, but bind him down for mischief by the chains of the Constitution." So you got that chain thing, but you got to agree with that. There's a lot to that. Eh. I don't know. <laughs> bind, bind them down to the chains of a document that people never signed? I, apparently well, okay, hasn't bound them very well. Well, he signed it, it, then let him follow it. But don't let him say, like, actually, since I signed this document, everyone who comes after me has to abide by it. And actually, it was 14 states, so technically one of them was a republic at the time. That's Vermont. Yeah, well, right, right by New Hampshire. Bless her hearts, you know. But anyway... Uh, I've been dying to get this one off. Okay, anybody who says the Constitution is an old, uh, you know, dated document, if uh, some of the, some freedom people like, say, me and some of the people you guys got on that side of the microphone were on a train in Red China, there's nothing to keep you from going to that camp, okay? The only thing that keeps you from going here to a re-education camp is that Constitution, and you better believe that. I don't think believe about that. It. There's no, well, you cannot believe it all you I want. I think physics is what gets me from here to there. Yeah, well, if you were in that, if you were in that cattle train in Red China, you'd be getting a cattle prod where it shouldn't be, I can guarantee you. You mean okay, like if I go to the stuff. airport and so, I get the, the prod where I yeah, don't well, want it to be? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm talking about that, too, because, uh, you know, TSA, it's our business to touch your business. You know, I agree with that. We've got to fight huh? that at every level. Yeah, well, that, that, you've got to use the Constitution to do it. One of these, one day out of the year should be a day where everybody says no, no search without a warrant, and let those planes all sit. Well, how about three hundred and sixty-five of those days? Well, well you'd have to you fly got, wherever you're you going to go. Why not do it one day? Let every one of those planes sit on the ground while they get a warrant to search each and every one of you per the Fourth Amendment. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. People got to stand up. You got to stand up like George Washington did. Those guys, freedom fighters. A lot of guys caught cannonballs in the head who were fighting many, many moons ago for what you guys all take for granted. I'm not saying what you guys, but anybody who's behind uh, the Constitution. Well, I know you can yawn and, and him and haw, but it's the fact. Those guys Kevin, I think the Constitution's or... valuable. I just think that at this point it has been almost entirely overrun I, I, I to think... the point that it maybe it's not a defensible position anymore. I think is really well, where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm wound up about a bunch of things like the war on uh, drugs, which is camouflages the war on grandmothers, and also this war on dogs by the cops. There's a lot of good cops. But this war on dogs thing has got me so wound up, I can't even tell you. Yeah. Sure, sure. We've been talking about that. Uh, I'd like to get back to something you said earlier, that these guys fought for my freedoms. And if that's Absolutely. what they did back in the day, they I'd have to say they did a poor job of it because I'm losing them left and right. Well, well you're not fighting for them, my brother. You're I am. I'm here in New Hampshire. I'm sticking up for myself. I don't have to. I don't have to kill brown people to do it, do I? Well, they were taking grape shot in the gut and die. I think he's talking about the 
Oh, the Revolutionary War, which, I mean, if you're going to claim that somebody fought for your freedom, I think that the Revolutionary War would be the one that you would... Those guys fought and died for rights that a lot, many of us are taking for granted on a minute-by-minute basis, but that's what I mean. At some point... And I think you can see the rising tide of liberty. It's rising now. You can feel it. Sure. Well, Captain, maybe maybe that was their mistake was using violence to fight for liberty. Maybe they ought to have used some other means that was nonviolent, like tell you the, maybe the, hitting them in their pocketbooks. The Quakers at well, the time didn't do a very good job of uh, representing nonviolence. They they really did a poor well, job. Mark, you know, you know, Mark. As well, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to have some violence unless you want to be a victim. You know, you're either a predator or prey at some point. Yeah, but what so do you think? One, what do you think about taking on the TSA by just buying a bunch of refundable tickets, and then when they I, try well, and touch you, you just let that plane sit because there's no I one to fill one it. One day, maybe July 4th or whatever, everybody says, "Hey, you know what? You're not searching me without a warrant. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you think you've got authority." They have no right to touch you, and if everybody did it, those planes would sit, okay? But there are other ways those planes could sit. Yeah, but There's people that. also still have to get where they're going. Well, you know what? That's, that's that. You know, the guys who crossed the, the Delaware River when it was freezing cold, they had to get where they were going, too. You guys are taking the easy way out. But let me read one more thing from Jefferson. The good sense of the people will always be found to be the best army. They may be led astray for a moment, but will soon correct themselves. And that's all I got, guys. Thanks, man. Thank right. you, Captain Thanks Ned. for your call, Captain. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever you want. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3723. This is a show where you take control, talk about anything you want. This is Luther. And Mark. And Derek. Jay. Have you ever been a victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four CD courses so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. This is invaluable information, the kind of thing you should have learned in civics class in school and they didn't teach you. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com and download all kinds of free tools they have there for you. The free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, the free legal dictionary, watch free videos. You can also buy the course. When you do, remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. So let's go to the phones, and we're going to try to get through your calls. Let's go to Shadow in Alabama listening on WP, or I'm sorry, WBHP. Uh 
Shadow, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah, What's I was in- listening to what y'all were talking about, and I thought I'd try to inject a little humor here, but also bring up an interesting point. Now, we take the suicide bombers out here, and we've all been told, well, when you murder yourself in Islam, you get to the other side and, you know, right into paradise, and you got all these 75 hot young lovely ladies waiting for you. Why, they're so hot, they all wear many foam fire extinguishers and hoses on their belt. Their holsters on their belt, so that when they get out and flame up, they can put themselves out, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so then we say, well, what do you tell the ladies then with the suicide bombers? Do you tell them that uh, if they wonder themselves for Islam when they get over to paradise, they get an unlimited shopping spree, you know, all the designer stuff, anything else they want, plus Ooh. all the yummy chocolate they can eat without even putting a... Uh, and I don't sign. I mean, you know, what do they tell them? I don't know. I, I, hope I would so. hope they don't t- tell them the reciprocal. <laughs> Seventy inexperienced young boys. <laughs> <laughs> just what they then, want. Then the, yeah, then the, the thing I wanted to make my point about, and just just look at it for a, a moment. But put yourself in the role of a potential suicide bomber. The imam's talking to you. And he's giving you all this BS and all like that. Wouldn't you feel like looking at him and saying, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. If paradise is so great, then why aren't you there? Why are you trying to talk me into going there? How come you're not there? Surely yeah. somebody said this, and it has to it has to be something like, oh, well, uh, Allah's work for me is here teaching people or something like yeah. that. I mean, it, it's amazing how gullible folks are. Uh, I mean, you know, I suppose in the Army chaplains could be asked the same thing. Yeah. Well, well if you... I, brought that, I brought that up myself on your show one time. Yep. That same question and everything. So that's an interesting question, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it makes one. It does make one wonder. Yeah, okay, well, have a good night, you guys. All right. All right. Thanks, well, for, thanks the call, for calling Shadow. in. Well, let's go to Nick in Illinois. Nick, are you with us? Hi. I have to disagree with uh, Captain Ned. Uh, he said that the Constitution keeps us from being sent to the camps like if we were to go to Red China. Mm-hmm. Well, where was the Constitution when FDR sent the Japanese Americans to live in concentration camps during World War II? Here, here. Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, uh, it's just a piece of paper. It honestly, it can't stop politicians from uh, doing anything they really want to do if they want to do it. You know, yes, the only thing, the only thing that really protects against abuse is uh, public outcry, generally, because. Uh, the government can't really get away with doing anything like too blatantly egregious, especially now in this new media world where information travels instantly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's you know that's why the, that saying the camera is the new gun because it's it's public knowledge of things that protects more than any constitution does. Oh yeah, Nick. Absolutely, I totally agree. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Well, that the camera is the new gun. I'm so glad you brought up, Nick. Do you carry a camera around everywhere you go? Yes. Thank goodness. And and I'll bet the people around you are safer for it. Although I do live in Illinois. So uh, what, well, what at is this point? point, Illinois has been um, it, it's been ruled. You know, there was just a ruling that came down in that case yesterday that essentially that that public uh, employees have no expectation of privacy. So you should right. be you know should be safe now. 
Will that stop them from taking me to court about it, though, and wasting all my time? Likely it will stop them from taking you to court. It may not stop them from taking you to jail and then dropping dropping the charges a little later. Yeah, but why not countersue? I mean, is it really a waste of time if you're making some money off of their mistakes? Yeah, plus at this point there is a ruling in the case, so therefore there's precedent. That means what they're doing would be illegal, and you would be able to sue them joint and severally, as I understand it. Man, I do feel safer now. Also... Make sure when you have uh, the you, you know the next step up from a camera is a smartphone that streams to the internet because well, yes, that's what I have is a smartphone. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. Because yeah. th- that way they can't take the, uh, your recording and erase it or destroy it in any way. You know, it's it's already on the internet. There's nothing they can do about it. If uh, c- cameras are the new gun, then smartphones that stream to the internet are the new RPG. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else on your mind tonight, Nick? Nope. That's all. All, all right. right. Thanks for sharing. Thanks Nick. for your call. That was great. Yep. So, uh, uh, Derek, uh, you had something you wanted to come back to, right? Well, I did want to just reiterate Nick's point that the Constitution can't do anything, that words on paper aren't what's stopping anyone from committing egregious uh, acts of um, violence against others. I think it's preferable to not having one, though, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree that a list of rights is preferable to no list of rights? No. No, I, I, do, I don't find that preferable because that? then because living in a community where everyone's just like, well, but but look at the big blackboard. These are the rules that we all decided to live by. I think it's better to have no blackboard at all and just listen to your heart, because I think that people's hearts are more in the right place than I'm what some sure bureaucrat decided. Uh, uh, I think having the list could be a good way to maybe articulate it for some people. Well, it's like a reference for most people. It's yeah. just like, oh, so what are the good rules to live by in the world? Don't steal and stuff. But you, you don't need any l- words on paper to to make that a reality in your own life and practice. Well, I I think that it, it, the the concern isn't that the. Uh that the rules are something for you to live by. The Constitution shouldn't be binding you at all. It should be a document supposedly that binds the government. And all I'm saying is that the binds may be really loose and hanging there, but aren't uh, you know some really bad ba- ba- uh, bounds? Uh, what, what are the bindings? <laughs> bindings, ba- I think. Bad bindings, better than no bindings at all. And you know, Captain Ned did mention uh, mention Red China, and I think that there are some examples of how people in China are, you know, in some cases more free and in some cases less free than they are here in the United States. I think there's some some stuff to look at there. But, you know, the whole communist government thing scares the crap out of me. I, I would prefer to be in the United States than Cuba, for instance. I don't know. Speaking of communist government, there's uh, Congress is prepared to make a law that would make Facebooking at work a felony. And they're talking about doing this. Uh, this this comes from the AtlanticWire.com. Um, so they're trying to branch it off of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, which was uh, instituted, I think, in 86 or so. It's been updated a, a few yeah, times. Yeah. But we talked about this a little bit last I'm night. I'm interested in hearing what Derek yeah, yeah, has to yeah. say about it. Yeah, this is a kind of a different uh, aspect of it. Okay, well, the idea is that anyone who frauds someone over a computer can be charged with a felony, and the uh, federal government's trying to look tough on cybercrime, right? Mm-hmm. It could be in some preparation for their own cybercrime, but what what they're doing is taking away rights from uh, individuals by saying, by dictating what their contracts will be between them and their employers, or making it possible for an existing contract between an employer and an employee um, 
to have a felony. So if they're like wasting time at work or, or doing something uh, with their computer that they're not supposed to, then they they can be brought uh, to a pretty serious lawsuit about it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They're, they're using the terms of service on some websites as sort of, you know, if you violate the terms of service, somehow you violated federal law and they've made it a felony now. And it's crazy. And, and this includes, uh, you know, the, the rules that companies have as far as uh, surfing on the Internet. What they don't mention is then then you won't be able to carry a gun because you'll be a felon. No, that, that's absolutely true. 855-450-3733. Should you be a felon because you use Facebook at work? More coming up. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's fff at fff.org. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Not even going to give out the phone number because we got callers on the line. This is Luther. And Mark. And Derek J. Cigarettes. They don't call them coffin nails for nothing. You've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier by some metrics. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will already save about $120 a month, so you already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? You'll get the Vaporsmith starter kit, which is one of the best-made vaporizers on the market today. It's got a a larger vaporizer, so you get a a good hit from the the e-cigarette. All you have to do is purchase 40 cartomizers and use coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. When you go to vaporsmiths.com and you'll get you'll get you'll get free shipping, you'll get a free starter kit at vaporsmiths.com. Or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right. Let's go to the phones and to the fun, as Ian used to say. Uh, let's go to Johnson in Connecticut. Johnson, you with us? Yep. So, as in typical fashion, the government is doing the opposite of what it intends on this Facebook thing. All right. Um, I would assume that the government is trying to, you know, obviously increase work, you know, because they think that people are goofing off at work or doing, uh, you know, non-work activities. Right. If they make, if they, if they can just make employees more uh, productive, then businesses will make more money, and then they'll be able to tax more. Or is it the corporations going to the government saying, oh, they're, they're wasting our time by going on Facebook, make them stop? I can't imagine that's no. the case. No, okay. Way. Several studies that have been done that show that uh, surfing and going on Facebook and 
you know, browsing through YouTube and doing that for, you know, a couple minutes every, you know, half an hour, hour, makes people more productive. It makes them more willing to work longer work days and stay at work. It makes them, you know, not hate their jobs so much and want to leave immediately <laughs> as soon as they possibly can so that people, they, they work, you know, they, they'll, if they can check their personal email, they're, they're, they'll stay there and get more done and be more re-energized to actually do more when they're there as well. Totally. And think about all the important messages, right, that these people are getting on their social media sites. It, it could be from their own child who's in danger, right? So if, if they're not able to check this people stuff... People do communicate through Facebook uh, more and more these days. Right. Yeah, it's, it's easier it's take, than email. It could take the place of texting for, for some person who is in danger. So imagine if you just can't get that because of this law. The, you'd be a felon if you found the message that your son was in danger and you wanted to go save him. And it's just, it's another thing, you know, it's like, obviously, the, there's no possible way that this law would get through legitimately. They've got to pass it to the federal level and push it through and force it on people, rather than, you know, trying to actually promote this law and get people to try and agree to it, because it would never fly. People know that this is the truth. And Absolutely. Well, actually, Johnson, this is the law. They're just upgrading it from misdemeanor to felony now. That's the amazing uh, thing, is the, um, the, the, the federal prosecutors won't go after anything, that federal, the federal level, they don't want to deal with anything that's not a felony. And so that's the reason they're bumping it up, is because they just can't get enough people with this law. They're just not getting enough people. It's crazy. Right, they're not making enough money and clogging up the court systems with useless junk so that they can, you know, fleece more people. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. If it's a felony, it's it's worth more effort to, to go after these kind of people, I guess. Right. And it's, and it's like, they're, you know, they're trying to build this prison society where everyone's got something on the record that they can hold over people's heads. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just about to ask you, do you think this is about turning regular people into criminals? Well, it's like that system of a down song, uh, prison. You know, they they talk about how there's just more and more prisons. The prison population is growing, and if you look at the uh, the graph of uh, inmates, you know, the prison population over the past couple of years, it's a hockey stick. You know, it's it's suddenly within the past what ten twenty years, our, the prison uh, population in the United States is is just shooting up. Yeah, I think it's. So, I think it probably started in the mid '80s uh, with the sort of the crack busts is where it really began, and then governments realized, holy moly, this is a real mine because people will pay for the you know pay that they'll pay the taxes to keep these folks in prison. This is great. Right. So, scary. <laughs> Johnson, will you scary. be participating in civil disobedience by uh, sure, surfing Facebook at work? Great laws to break. Yeah, this is one of the the most fun to break. If you run, especially if you run a business, <laughs> you know. Sure. Well, tell your employees. Yeah, this is a law. Break it, please. Well, at that point, it's not. It's no longer. Uh, then it's not unauthorized use of the internet. You can only be breaking the law if the rule is at your business is that they can't use the. Is it Facebook? It's unauthorized use of the internet. Yeah. Well, okay. Actually, then I'd be, you know, I'm gonna have to take a little bit of a different tack then. Well, <laughs> it, it's it, if your employer, if you have an agreement with your employer that says don't do this. Then yeah, you should be doing your job and not sneaking around stealing from your employer. Right, but well, it's not you know, an issue. It's it's not a felony. For if the employer wants, that's a disciplinary issue with the employer and the employee. Exactly. And frankly, it can well, be worked exactly. out better because no, well, usually it is. 
Yeah, but at that point because you're you're taking money for working uh, you're not doing. I'm not entirely sure that's true. And mm-hmm. here's um, I'd like to uh, point that out. Um, I worked at a place that the you know they I, I I don't think they were very strict on their rules as far as what you could do or what you couldn't. But during my break time, I would surf the internet and check out FARC and things like that, stuff that I was going to look at on the air later on. And, you know, it may not have been part of their rules that I could do such a thing, but I wasn't stealing from them because it wasn't company time. Well, that, and I agree with you there, but if it's unauthorized use of the internet on company time, then it is stealing. Yeah, but, but how, much is it? how much stealing is it? Uh, how, well, what are you getting paid per Ten, hour? Okay, you get paid $12 an hour. You know, I, I used to Facebook at work on my BlackBerry, and I got all my work done, so I, I don't see how I was stealing. But but still, Johnson, even if you do see it as theft, and I can kind of relate with you there, wouldn't you rather have the situation where you've broken a contract with your employer uh, solved with a mediator rather than the government injustice system? I'm just saying that I, you know, I can see at least a little bit where where it's coming from. You shouldn't be. I mean, someone should not be stealing from their employer by going on the internet if that's specifically the agreement of their yeah. employer. But on the other flip side of that, they shouldn't be working for that employer in the first place. Sure, <laughs> well, sure, it's a two-way street. Blackball them. Uh, when I would worked... know that they can't get employees if they make those conditions. Right. Well, you know? th- that's what it really boils down to. And employers don't need to lose all their employees to figure that out. It just needs to be a little bit of exchange between the employees and well, the employers. Well, the solution I've seen when I worked for Xerox is that they had their their network set up within the office where you could not go onto Facebook, YouTube, uh, uh, other, you know, MySpace, other uh, social networking websites because they were blocked by the network. I'm sure you could circumvent that quite easily. If you knew yeah. what you were doing, which I don't. <laughs> I'm not a computer guy. So, uh, anything else on your mind tonight, Johnson? Uh, yeah, well, just just a quick thing. Uh, if you do happen to be at work and you do want to break this law, you can just go to a translator software like Google Translate and uh, enter your website in there. So, like, if you translate Facebook from, Eng- from English into English, yeah, you can access your, their site through the firewall because you're actually accessing it through a translator. And not oh, hmm, very nice. Wouldn't have go. thought of that. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for that information on how to steal from my boss. Yeah, thanks for cluing us in. Uh, we're going to go to Brian in Texas. Brian, you got a minute. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, on the war fighter diet, as far as MREs go, you get a kosher, you can get kosher MREs, you can get... Oh. MREs yeah, we we yeah. were talking about this earlier, Derek and I, about if there were options on what you can eat in the uh, military. Uh, and I was yeah, going to yeah. bring this That's up. An MRE. Um, yeah, the MREs—they're like the little uh, in, instant meal. Uh, it's see. like the, it's like a lunchbox in a pack. Yeah. Can you get vegetarian ones? Yes, sir. All you right. Get vegetarian and kosher. Well, and I'm all for more actually, options. Uh, that, well, and even if you go, like I was in the Marine Hall, so. Uh, and the Marine Corps, so you go to the mess hall in Marine Corps, and usually, you know, Navy cooks, Navy stewards, and you could get anything from fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, and green beans to, to you know, uh, the veggie burgers and fries. And, Did you I surf mean, with a, gays? Well, uh, I I wouldn't know. And I, my, the deal with me, I kind of worked alone. Okay. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious mean, about this. Do Marines not have cooks? Well, we do, but they're 
Not very good. <laughs> so, so almost all the cooks for the Marines are Navy cooks. Yes, sir. Most, most all the time, uh, there is some Marine cooks. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it depends the base that you're on. So. All right. Well, thanks for the call tonight, Brian. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Darn. But it has been a good episode. I want to thank you for joining me, Derek. And, Mark, thanks for showing up. Mark yeah, Marshall I finally showed up. Yep. So, uh, Free Talk Live will be back seven nights a week. Uh, and check us out at freetalklive.com. That's right. 